Hey, redheads and everyone else listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrian, And today's episode is really unique and something that Stephanie and I have been wanting to put together for a while. Um, we are really excited to have on Nay Garris. Um, she was born in New York City, now living in LA. She's a redhead model. Um, and her Instagram bio says, your favorite natural black ginger. And we wanted to have her on because there is a stereotype that all redheads all over the world are white, Irish, mm-hmm. Scotland, Scottish, Scottish, yeah, and pale skin. Right. And, and on top of this being yeah. just a really confidence-boosting episode, it's also educational because a lot of us have that perception that redheads are just in this box and unknown to them, there are redheads all over the world in Hispanic communities and black communities and Asian communities, um, all over the world, you know, Italian communities, Greek communities, like communities that people think are traditional black hair, brown hair, have redheads in them. And I think it's really important to shed light on that stuff. And like, we really strive to show, you know, and try to be inclusive because, Redheads are so stereotyped into one box, and that's why having Nay on is really important because she is proud to be a natural black redhead, and that is so super because there might be someone listening right now who feels completely you know, shunned by their community maybe because they look different and they were born that way. So it's really cool to have her on. I think we're going to have so much fun just talking to her too, like woman to woman. Yeah, definitely. And get some of her beauty tips. She has naturally curly hair and um, she also loves sports. She grew up playing basketball and swimming. So just hearing her maybe beauty tips with that and just her her childhood as a redhead would love to – I think that's what I'm most curious about. Um, is she the only redhead in her family? Where would she get her red hair from? If she does know, some people don't know where they um, they get their red hair from. and it's, I think that's also a stereotype that a lot of people think that, oh, if you have red hair, you just must come from a family of all redheads and your mom and dad must be a redhead and all your siblings must be a redhead. But that's not the case at all. Sometimes you could be the only redhead in your family, or maybe it's you and someone else or a handful of you, or maybe you do come from a whole family of redheads. But I think it just shows how unique red hair is and how the gene um, can skip generations if it does. And just hearing her um, on being a redhead, and it's going to be pretty fascinating. So let's call Nay up. Now available eyebrow and lash products for redheads, created by us, Adrian and Stephanie. Clean, paraben-free, vegan, made in the USA. Discover eyebrow gels and a precision pencil in universal red for all redheads. Mascaras in auburn and brown with a tint of red and so much more. Shop it all at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Hey, Nay, it's Stephanie and Adrian Vendetti from the How to Be a Redhead podcast. Hi, how are you guys? Good, good. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here. Yeah, we're really excited. Um, a question we always like to ask our, our guests mm-hmm. kicking off the podcast is, what was it like for you growing up as a redhead? What is your background? Um, we can see you. Obviously, our listeners can. You have beautiful curly <laughs> red hair. So, so we'd just love to hear a little bit about, yeah, what it was like 
growing up as a redhead? Yeah, um, for sure. It was it was bittersweet. I grew up in Harlem, New York City, where I was probably most people would tell you the only redhead that they knew running around Harlem, New York City. So (laughs) there were times where as a child, like I could never get into any trouble because everyone would know that it was me there. You know, there's been times where (laughs) I'm outside with a group of people playing around. And if we got in trouble, everyone would tell my mom, I don't know who was there, but we know that Nate was there because we saw that big red hair. So (laughs) that was what my childhood was like just you know always being you know just always standing out and being recognized especially when you come from a small neighborhood with like you know small group of families and everything like that and it was also challenging in a way because you know as a child you're already trying to figure out who you are and mm. what you want but when you when you look different and when you look different than anyone else around you you're questioning yourself a little bit more you know it was almost yeah. like i was doubted sometimes that people would say well, why do you look like that? Or why do you look so different from your brother who has darker skin and black hair? And are you really related to them? Are you half as half sister and brother? And it's like, no, like, you know, so it was like a lot of questions growing up and um, just a lot of interest as a child mm, just because right. of the hair color. But it's not always a bad thing. You know, it's something that I've definitely gotten used to and learned to love. And I learned to educate people when they ask me certain questions now. So So where did the red hair come from? Well, my family tells me that it came from my great great grandmother. And then my grandfather on my dad's side had a twin sister who had red hair. And they were completely like different. So my grandfather was like, dark skin, black hair, and his twin sister was my color, light, lighter tone with red hair and freckles. So even when she was came out, people were like, oh, like so she probably went through the same things that I've went through. I never met yeah. her. But yeah, so it comes from that side of my family, both sides of my family, actually. Wow. That's so yeah. interesting. I yeah, feel like cool. a lot of people too are speaking out. Like I feel like, you know, just in the last like couple of years, of course, there's been like so much change, which has been mm-hmm. good change. But I feel like so many people have been coming out. Like, I don't even know why this is on my brain right now, but mm-hmm. like Meghan Markle or like people who like don't know how to identify when they're really yeah. young because like the times like didn't, haven't been like as progressive as now. Right. And I think it's so good like that people are speaking out like, okay, well, maybe I'm not just this like labeled in a box, but I'm like this and I myself. And that's so important. Super Mm -hmm. important, super important, especially for children. So like my parents helped a lot with that and telling me, you know, like love who you are. love your hair color. love that you are different. You don't want to look like anyone else. That's fine. (laughs) So I learned to love it. Yeah. You know, and I think that that kind of goes into the next question we were going to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, a listener named Julie sent us in this question. How do you find confidence when you're the only redhead around in your whole life? So we were going to ask, how would you answer her? But I love your parents' advice that they gave you yeah. is love and embrace it, right? Yeah, you have to embrace your uniqueness and just appreciate mm-hmm. standing out. And, you know, no matter how hard it can be, it's hard being different, whether it's a physical appearance or whatever it is about you. It it could be difficult being different and being that only person that has to deal with that difference. Um, but like I said, you have to learn to love it and use it to your advantage. You know, like I've, I've learned mm. to do that a lot of before I got signed to an agency. You know, I was so nervous, like, oh, I don't know. My portfolio is not up to par or whatever the case may be. But all my family and friends would say, Nate 
you look different, that is the one advantage you have already. Yeah. You know, so I'm just like, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. you're right. You know, so use your uniqueness to your advantage and embrace it. Have you ever been tempted, especially when you were younger, to dye your hair? No, <laughs> never. I love never, that. Never, I never. love that. I've, yeah, I've never. And I don't know if it's because people would see me. My parents and I would walk in the street and people would always talk to us just because of my hair color, right? Yeah. And people would literally, people I didn't know, strangers would say, I will hurt you if you dyed your hair color or, you know, like you better not ever dye your hair <laughs> yeah, color. Yeah. People would just say, yeah. you just never. And I like, so I grew up always hearing, don't you ever dye your hair? Don't you ever dye your hair? Don't you ever want to do anything different to your hair? So I kind of grew up with, yeah, yeah why would I dye my hair? You know? And even your curls, like <laughs> yeah. you never wanted to straighten them. You were just like. I, that I did. That I did want to do. And I actually I think did everyone that. went through that yes. phase that had curly hair. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> that I will admit I did. I begged my mom to put a perm in my hair and she did it. My goodness. She did it because I begged really her gosh. so much. Yeah. So it, it did ruin my hair. I think I was like, this was like between 12 and 14. And she did it. And at some point, my curls, my curls were ruined. Like it was curly and then straight. So I had to cut. I had to rebuild my curls, which I got back. Thank goodness. But yeah, I did do that. I did want the problem. Yeah. Yeah. We all do something to like alter ourselves. I think growing exactly. up, like even if, even if you're the most confident person, you're going to do exactly. something. And exactly. then when you get older, mm-hmm. you're like, why? For me, it was instant tan because oh. I could <laughs> yeah. not accept like that I had fair skin. So I would yeah. wear too much instant tan. And then Stephanie dyed her hair blonde. You know what I mean? Oh my god! I did. I did for like seven, seven, eight years, platinum blonde. It was so dry and brittle. And I thought that, oh, this is how everyone's hair should be. (laughs) And then I look back at photos and it looked so fried and it took years to get it finally healthy. But I think, yeah, looking back, I can't, I got my first highlights. I begged my mom. I think I was in fourth or fifth grade. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they started off really light. And then of course, you know, you just keep building it and building it. And then, but it was a learning experience and I hope, yeah, I don't regret it, but I remember Adrian. Yeah, she'd wear so much sunless tanner and foundation. <laughs> it would go on our. We had school uniforms, and it would go all over the oh collar. <laughs> That's also but, like an early two thousands thing. Like just too yeah. much foundation. Just like yeah. what was I doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so bad. What about your freckles? Did you always love your freckles? No, I did not. I really did not. Yeah, same. Yeah, I. I think most of us really didn't, but I didn't because. And it could have been because of other people questioning them and because mm. I just didn't understand what they were, or why they were on my face. I don't know. But I did grow mm-hmm. to love them for sure. I mean, these days you have people that are actually putting freckles on their face. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you guys used to tease us about having freckles and look at people putting it on their face. It's uh-huh. insane. Um, I love it, though. I mean, it, it looks great. Hey, but I, you know, I do appreciate my freckles a lot now. But as a child, it was a bit difficult. And as I was actually growing, more freckles were coming on my face. So, mm-hmm. like, I didn't always have this many freckles. And then in the summertime, I don't know if you guys can also relate, but, yes. you know, it more pops more. out. It's yeah. way more yeah. pops out. You we know? were going to yeah. ask, too, like, we know that you've been on, like, photo shoots in all different places. I think it was, like, mm-hmm. which is so cool. Like, Dubai, mm-hmm. Greece, Cabo, Maldives. Um, yeah. But you also live in L.A. now. So, yeah. You know, on top of like maybe getting more 
you know, more freckles, like living in, or living in LA and doing all these like cool exotic places. How do you, what, what sunscreen, like what do you, what do you do for sun protection or so, what's your thing? I'll, I'll tell you what, I didn't realize that I actually needed to wear sunscreen when I was about not even just like five, four or five years ago, I went on vacation. We actually went on a cruise and it went to Honduras, Belize. It's like a family trip. And awesome. I was outside without any sunscreen. And my my skin reacted really bad. Like my face swelled up. So my skin is oh, super sensitive to the sun. And I was really? like, well, why? I, I don't turn red when I'm in the sun. I get bronze. I didn't think. But everyone has to re- wear sunscreen, especially me. So I've learned that I do have to wear it, of course, <laughs> as we all yeah. do. I learned my lesson, but like, yeah, my eyes were swollen. Everything was swollen. I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, I have pictures of it. It looks like it's I like was an allergy almost to the sun. It is. It, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Like, I actually searched it up and everything. I was like, okay, I think I have an allergy to the sun. So, with that being said, I'm still figuring out what sunscreens work, but I do use the Sunbum one right now. Yeah. Which is, yeah. oh, they're great. Yeah, they're great. Like, so it's, I, I use like an unscented one. So I do it. It's now a part of my skin routine where I apply sunscreen to my face. Whether it's sunny out or not, I just do it because it's good for my skin. And do you point. do a hat? Like, do you do, if you're at the beach, like, do you wear a hat or are you just yeah, like, like, the sunscreen's I love enough? The sun. Yeah, the sunscreen's enough. I love the yeah. sun. I love the yeah. sun. I love the color that it gives me. So it doesn't, as long as I do have sunscreen on, I'm good. So I don't have to like actually cover my face and hide from the sun. As long as I have the sunscreen on, I'm, I'm good. But you get a beautiful tan, which I'm so yeah, jealous I of. I, I get gold. Yeah. I get gold and bronze and yeah. shiny. Oh, wow. and my skin is, I'm like, oh, I just live What a dream. <laughs> I know that is a, that, I was just going to say that, Adrian. That is a dream. How about it. your hair? Have you experienced that your hair has faded over time or has it maintained the color? Because it's, it's perfect. It's like the perfect red. Like I can't Thank believe you. it. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. It's, it's definitely maintained the color. That also changes when it comes to season. So and when it's colder outside, it's more dark. As you can probably see, it's a little more burgundy or just darkish red. But in the summertime, this is it's almost orange. Like my edges are super bright. The part is super bright. It's just brighter. So my hair is like it's a thing of its own at this point. <laughs> how, how many times have you been asked in your life, like, where do you, where do you dye your hair? Like, where do you, do you oh, get hair dye? People must ask day. you. Probably yeah. every day. No, I get a comment about my hair every, almost every other day that I'm outside for sure. Unless I'm covering my hair. But if I'm somewhere outside, someone is going to either comment or question my hair color for sure. And it's yeah. always like, oh my God, the, the hair color is so nice. How did you get it? And I'm just like, mm. I was Yeah, like tell way. me the box number. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, tell I'm me the so box or who's your hairstylist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I don't, I was born with it. And then they're like, oh my goodness. And that's when yeah. all the questions come in. Oh, oh my goodness, who has red hair? Where did you get it from? So, yeah. Right, right. And then how about curls? Do you have any favorite, um, curly hair products out there. I know, I know that there are so many and there's so many different techniques that mm-hmm. like when I'm on TikTok, I see so many uh, curly hair influencers mm-hmm. sharing their tips on what to do, what not to do. Yeah. So what's kind of your, your routine? For me, my hair, it's so funny. I was just saying this to someone the other day, my hair likes something different every once in a while. So I am trying something new all the time. It's like my hair sure. gets bored with products 
And as soon mm. as I wash it and start a new product, it's like flourishing again. So, but Shea Moisture has always been good to my mm. hair, I'd say. Yeah, they're great. They're, they're really good. I'm still trying to dip into more smaller brands that I know that use natural products and everything like that. So I'm still kind of learning what my hair likes. But like I said, it always wants something new. Always. So I'm switching all the yeah. time. I'm never yeah. steady. Yeah, I'm I never th- steady on one product for sure. I feel the same way with that and skincare. I'm constantly right. switching switching things up and like I'll switch a shampoo and then mm-hmm. I'll I'm like, oh my hair actually looks shiny. Maybe I needed this exactly. ingredient that maybe yeah, right. I think that's important to to do that. And mm-hmm. um and sports were a huge part of your life growing up. Do you still find time for sports now as an adult? Kind of like a little side question. Yeah, I do. I have to. I absolutely love sports. I actually just created a new kind of fitness schedule for myself where I'm doing swimming on Saturdays. Um, I'm doing swimming and boxing on Saturdays, actually. I cool. just tapped into tennis a few months ago, but like it's cold in LA right now, so I took a break. <laughs> but yeah. once the weather gets better, I will be back to tennis. And um, yeah, I and I'm in the gym at five in the morning, like at least three to four times a week. So you wake I, up at five a.m. to go work out. Five a.m. to go. Well, oh technically, I'm up at like four thirty, four forty-five to oh be God, in I the gym. When at I hear 5 people do this, how do you do that? You you should come to our house. My son, he's two. He gets up at four thirty, and I'll be right with him. I have I have such a hard time getting up. My husband can just pop out of bed, yeah. and t- today was actually six o'clock. He got up. But I realize that I am not a morning person. <laughs> People ask I, I, me all the no. time how I do it. They say, "How do you do it?" Or, or like, it's so motivating, it's inspiring. And it honestly, I, I was just telling Pam that it's it's a lifestyle now, and it has come from yeah. playing sports. Like sports have taught me. Okay, sports have taught me so much. They've taught me discipline. They've taught me, and you can apply anything you've learned in sports to your real life. And that's the beauty of sports. And that's what I've taken from it. You know, so getting up, I was on two teams growing up. I was on a swim team and a basketball team. So it's getting up at 5 a.m. for practice, for Mm. swim, and then starting your day, going to class, having school, and then having basketball practice at nighttime. So it's really just the discipline I've always had growing up, and now I just apply it to my life. So it's not easy. Don't get me wrong. I am (laughs) up at 4.45, and sometimes I'm laying No, you have to have a lot of discipline. You have to have a lot. And there are days where I'm like, I'm good today, like. I do this all the time. I can relax. So it's not easy. You must have had good parents because you just seem like really on the ball. Like, <laughs> like I, you wake up at 4.30 to work out every yeah. day. That My sounds great. great. I know. My parents are great. They're impressed too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How – so with you, this is um, a question that we didn't have on the call sheet, mm-hmm. but how, um, how often do you wash your hair just out of curiosity because of the sports – Mm-hmm. Like the swimming of it, do you wear a cap? I do wear a cap, but I have yeah. so much mm-hmm. hair. The cap is not going to do anything. It's not <laughs> going to not allow the water to get into my hair. So I have yeah. to wash my hair after I swim. I have to. Yeah. Okay. But, so do you wash your hair once a, well, once a right week? Right now or? I'm doing it once, one to two times a week. Yeah. Okay. One to two times a week, if that. But definitely on the days that I swim, I have to because all that chlorine gets in my hair regardless of the cap. The cap is really there to help me hold my hair while I swim, not even to avoid the water getting in it. Yeah, it it won't help that. (laughs) That's really cool. I I do. I want to talk about your um, 
before we go too about your brows. I know that we did mm-hmm. the campaign with you for yes. finally have brows with a pencil. Yes, so um, what do you, what do you do like with your makeup? What's your routine, especially like being so active and I know you mm-hmm. sunscreen is a part of it, but like mm-hmm. give us a rundown on what do you do with your beauty routine, you know, just to like, I don't know, do something in the day or something in yeah. the afternoon. Yeah. So every day well, I don't actually wear makeup at all maybe when I go out like a lot of my pictures on Instagram people are actually pretty shocked I'm not wearing any makeup at all it's just the brows and it's the eyelashes maybe some blush and like some some oil like oil to make my my face shiny but um my routine is is really just skincare for me I'm I'm making sure I wash my face before I go to bed every time um, yeah, if I don't, important. I feel like I wake up and I can feel like, oh, something's going to pop yeah. up. It just feels yeah. gross, yeah. right? Um, yep. But in the morning time, I wash my face super early with cold water to wake me up. And I go straight to the gym because when I'm back from the gym, I'm sweating anyway. So when I'm back from the gym, that's when I do my entire routine of, you know, face wash. Oh, toner. okay. Exactly. That way you're not doing it all before working out. Yeah, yeah exactly. That makes so sense. I wash it real nicely with cold water to get that, just to wake me up and to have that tightness. Yeah. But then I come back all sweaty anyway. And then that's when I actually wash my face and do the entire routine of face wash and toner and the actual, you know, oils and everything like that. It's so, so important, isn't it? I feel like it just starts so and ends my day in the best way. Yeah. And it feels great. It feels amazing. I love it. So you know, mm-hmm. and it, it keeps my skin super well. I'm, I'm just, I love my skin. And if anything pops up, my friends will tell you I'm the most dramatic. Oh, there's a pimple on my face. I can't, I don't even want to go outside. Same. I'm not supposed to, you know, I'm just so I, dramatic. I'm, we're the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my skin's not supposed to look like this. You know, I, I love my skin, but you know, it Yeah. This is another skin is- random question, but you know, coming mm-hmm. from the East coast where it's humid here, you know, cause mm-hmm. we're on the East coast, but then you, it's dry in LA. So yeah. you must, you have to feel like the oils, I understand when you said oils, I was like, oh, yes. that must be because you're in a dry climate too. Yes. I use more oils now than I have before. You know, I top my, my face off with like some type of dewy cream yeah. or anything. I just love a dewy look. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I do use that a Same. lot more because it is dry over here for sure. And I do use mm-hmm. the How to Be a Redhead pencil. That's actually what I've used today. I've been using it. Oh, I love it. I'm so happy. Oh, we'll have to send you more. We'll have to send you more. Yes, Just let us that's, know. Yes, that's actually a part of my brow routine now. That's something I've been learning is how to do my brows. I was always yeah, so bad it's... with that. I'm still learning. I'm Same. in my mid-20s and I'm still learning how to do No, my you brows. have great brows. <laughs> Thank you. No, you do have great brows. <laughs> Adrian and I grew up, I mean, Adrian and I are in our, our early 30s, mm-hmm. but we grew up in the the generation where pluck, it's like pluck, over plucking yeah over, <laughs> for, us, it was over thre- <laughs> for us it was definitely over threading threading was yeah. really big where we yeah. grew up and looking back adrian at photos especially way too like, thin yeah oh uh, yeah. <laughs> and i remember i loved just going to threading every other week and i did not need to go that many times <laughs> but they were so thin and it takes a lot to know your shape face yeah. and yeah, and to kind of um to do your brows. It yeah. Is. It takes a lot. There's such an important, you know, feature on your face. It is. <laughs> so, it is. But so that's we just wanna um say thank you so much for coming on because you know, you have, I think every, I think what Stephanie and I always try, even though like we're white and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, female and just like, yeah. you know, just 
like the stereotypical redhead. Redheads yeah. are all over the world. Yeah. And yeah. I hate mm-hmm. when redhead, when people are like, are you Irish? Like they just assume yeah. everyone is from <laughs> Ireland or everyone's from Scotland. Yeah. And like, you know, being who you are and just being like representative of like, yeah. you know, probably millions of people are like you in the world yeah. and like no one knows about it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's part of where I've learned to love, you know, like the curiosity of others. Like it's okay. Like I get like the, yeah. like, you know, I, I've, I've, I've always said this on social media too. Like you don't have to just be white to have red hair right. or yep. you can be like, I come from a black family. So it's like, that's okay. But I, I get the questions because people don't see it. So it's understandable. Yeah. I never get offended. It's absolutely like, yeah. Oh, like, what are you? Like, are you mixed with white? Cause I know you're something, but is, are you, do you have white in you as well? So it's, I'm actually happy to educate people and say, Hey, like we exist. There are like redheads. Yeah. Out there come from black families and it people people react well like oh my gosh I never knew that and then they look into it and then they find out like redheads are of all kind and that's everywhere so special that's exactly what makes it so special so yeah that's exactly it that's exactly right yeah it's great it is (laughs) awesome yay thank you so much for coming on our podcast thank you um you're beautiful inside and out, thank even you. talking to you, Adrian. Great I, energy. It's been yeah. a pleasure. Oh, like, so like, yeah. flawless. <laughs> thank you, ladies. I really appreciate you having me. This is my first podcast. I was telling Cam. So really? thank you so much. I'm super excited. Thank you. One, one of many, because we're going to put your Instagram and everything on, yes. on the podcast awesome. notes. You know? <laughs> awesome, ladies. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Now available, eyebrow and lash products for redheads, created by us, Adrian and Stephanie. Clean, paraben-free, vegan, made in the USA. Discover eyebrow gels and a precision pencil in universal red for all redheads. Mascaras in auburn and brown with a tint of red and so much more. Shop it all at shop.howtobearedhead.com. She was awesome. Like we, she had such good energy and she's right. It is all about education. And I was going to say that. Yes. It's all about just, you know, not always putting people into a box. You know, she said every single day someone comes up to her and is like, wait, Mm -hmm. what? You know, like you're not. You dye your hair. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to put her Instagram and TikTok handles in the podcast notes so that you can really, you know, follow her and get inspiration from her too, because she is, you know, proving that you can just be confident and like love yourself. And it seems like she had a good background of like always being confident and rocking it and loving her red hair, even though like us, Stephanie, she didn't maybe love her freckles or, you know, wanted right, straight hair, curly hair. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think we all go through that growing up and how her parents really guided her and gave her great advice. I think that's really important to, you know, have someone that you um, have in your life when you're younger to tell you, no, you know, you have to think this, you're unique, you're um, beautiful. And for everyone listening that maybe, or if you're listening and you've always struggled, or maybe you are struggling currently with accepting your red hair, just take her advice on really just owning it and loving the comments and the compliments and the questions, I think too, because if you get asked them daily, you're probably, probably so used to it. Yeah. And it's, it is her, like, obviously we, um, don't know her personally and have not seen her, you know, in person. But to me, it seems just like a lot of redheads, um, majority is that your red hair is who you are. So I'm sure Nay would agree is like, 
she probably wouldn't be nay without her red hair right, right? or like right. adrian you probably would you wouldn't be adrian without your red hair and um i think that's what makes red hair so special and so unique too and especially if you are the only redhead in your family um group of friends i was gonna actually everything tell you about and i thought was like oh i don't know why i've just never, never talked to you about this stuff but i feel like it's something in our family that we have never talked about. Are you ready? So my, my you're like, what? It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> but Papa, like our Papa was 100% Italian, first generation. Yeah. His parents had both come over from Italy and he was very dark skinned, like very dark hair. Yeah. And had beautiful. Oh my God. He would tan so beautifully. Yeah. And that's like where we got Vendetti from. He passed. Yeah. We got it from him. Um, and... My grandmother, who he married, was a natural redhead, and mm-hmm. she was half Italian. Well, she was like seventy five percent Italian, twenty five percent Irish. Irish. Yeah, yeah. And so when they got married, they had our dad, who came out as a redhead. No, that's kind of weird. And so, but anyway, <laughs> they had, they, had un- they ended up unique. having three other children after our dad, who are all d- tan with black hair. Yeah. Except our dad, yeah. the firstborn, has pale skin and red hair. Right. And I isn't and that I, interesting? And I started thinking about it because I was going to ask our cousin who's older, May stuff. I was going to ask her, where did the red hair come from on Papa's side? Because, yeah, they were all dark haired from Italy. But I think that that connects to this podcast because there's red hair in every population and everywhere, you know, and like even in southern Italy where everyone is dark olive skinned, there's red hair somewhere on Papa's side. And then it passed down has to us. Has to be. Right? Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. We've never even talked about it. I mean, great-grandma Josephine wasn't a redhead, but no. it had to be maybe, maybe... I remember May... Her mom or mom's... I remember hearing that Papa's dad was actually very fair-skinned. Papa's dad... Oh, yeah. Um, Giovanni. Yeah. So I'm wondering Giovanni. if it was from him. Oh. His side. But I'm just assuming because again, here I am probably putting a stereotype that like we have to look at the family tree. It's I guess, really and... interesting. Because it's well, because also a lot of the photos that we have back in from the is all black and white. I know. I know. So you can kind of tell that they're all dark olive skin, dark hair, but maybe, yeah, maybe it's on his side, but yeah. But everyone used to say it was because of Nana. They used to say, oh yeah, dad got it from Nana. But now that we obviously know all the redhead facts, you have to have red hair on both sides. Both sides. So Papa definitely had the gene. It's just interesting too that he only gave it to, you know, out of four kids, the first gets the gene and then the other three don't. That's how rare it is, but it does like, it does sneak up. Yeah, it does. It's like That's really, so really cool. Yeah, it's so interesting. Have to report back, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we're actually gonna put some some of these facts about you know if like both people both you know both parents have to have red hair to have a redhead baby. Like all those facts, mm-hmm. we'll put yes. in the podcast notes in case you don't know all these facts. But um, I was thinking about that with Nay because it seems like red hair was somewhere in there. On both sides. Mm-hmm. And it definitely was. Yeah. So it's really, really cool. I think it's really awesome. Um, so yeah, it's just so cool to have her on. 
It's time for question and answers. Daily, we get an array of questions from social media, comments, emails, and direct messages. We thought it would be fun to bring these to the How to Be a Redhead podcast. We're going to answer a few questions, and it's going to be super fun. So if you have a question, you can email us at h2bar, the number two, so h2barpodcast at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Instagram or TikTok, our handles, How to Be a Redhead. So let's get right into it. The first question is from Sophia on Instagram. Do you think you will make a color depositing or a shampoo and conditioner for redheads? Um, I just always assume color depositing. Yeah. But the question was, will you make, do you think you'll make a shampoo and conditioner for redheads? And that's something that Right, we one hundred percent. We're already yeah. formulating it, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know how much I could say. Yeah, so we will be sharing more about that soon. Um, I think soon, soon. pretty yeah, soon. Like, very by soon. By the time this podcast is released, it'll be very soon. Yeah, so stay tuned. I will for say newsletter updates and on social as well. I think too, we um, will definitely be concentrating on. For the formulation, we'll give some hints that we really want it to be something to enhance your red hair if you don't want to do color depositing. Um, yeah. And we'll give you some really great ingredients to enhance your red hair if you just want to do it in the shower. And that's really all I can say. But yes, we are mm-hmm. definitely um, doing that. And we love to hear about products that you want because we are actively that's stuff that's Stephanie and I's goal for the next two to three years is basically just formulating products that you guys are asking for and we think would be great for the line so stay tuned yes and um Sonia from on Instagram she dm'd us asking what is the most memorable memorable time or moment you realize how many people you have helped which is a really good question something I've never thought about yeah. yeah. You know, I think I always say this to Stephanie, but how to be a redhead's extremely rewarding because that was like our beginning mission was to empower redheads to rock their beauty and give them confidence. Mm-hmm. And that is the mission because we wish that we had that growing up. So at the core of how to be a redhead is always helping people. Um, and then sometimes, you know, Things with business can get very businessy and they can get like, mm-hmm. you know, just very technical. We're working on a project right now that's like very Stephanie was like, this is monotonous. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. But then, you know, that's not the stuff that fulfills you. It's realizing that you have helped people. So I guess thank you for the question because we don't ever really think about it. But I think I do love like when we're scrolling through the comments, Stephanie, on Instagram. And I see like people like have made relationships and like people have been sharing about their life as a redhead, especially like medical things like anesthesia or pain medication. I do love Mm -hmm. to hear. I love to see that people are so a part of our how to be a redhead community. I do love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I really love to the DMs that we get or the emails just saying how much how to be a redheads platform has helped them in X, Y, and Z ways and hearing, reading those, it, maybe it's a day where I really needed that, that DM to read. Maybe it was not a hard day, but maybe it was just 
like, oh my gosh, yes, we're making a difference in people's lives. And that's one of the reasons that is the reason why we started how to be a redhead 12 years ago. So it's, it's really an honor to receive those DMs and those emails. Yeah, I know. I love it when, you know, customer service is um, usually people just complaining. And of course, that's like what it's for because people need help. So we're there to help. Yeah, yeah. But there are people like once a day or like every other day, someone will write a really nice email to the customer service just saying like, thank you for everything. Thank you for all the help. Thank you for... And I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, I think we in the team needed that mm-hmm. email today because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, mostly it's like just like, oh my God, USPS lost my package or whatever it is. And so when we do get those emails, I sometimes sit back because I'm like, oh, wow, like people do recognize that we have helped and, um, you know, yeah, life can get busy. So... It's really nice to hear that, and we love what we do. Definitely. And the last question on this episode is from Nicole on Instagram, and she asked us, what about naturally darker redheads who have deep auburn hair? What makeup suggestions do you have for us? Which is a really good question. Mm -hmm. I think it ties along really well with today's episode on not all redheads are fair-skinned with strawberry blonde or ginger hair like like ginger hair yeah Yeah. orange yeah like deep auburn is a like nays hair uh, nays hair was like gorgeous auburn i was like blown away yeah yeah and that's the beauty of red hair is it's like a fingerprint there's so many obviously different shades so i think like um when it comes to makeup suggestions obviously having a good foundation for skincare is very important to then put your apply your makeup um making sure you're ending your skincare with sunscreen and then when it comes to makeup it's finding obviously if you're using like a concealer or a foundation or um maybe a tinted sunscreen or whatever it is that you use on your on your face, if you did choose to use it, it's finding knowing your undertone, I think is really important. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether you're cool toned or warm toned, because then that will help you figure out, okay, this is the right foundation shade for me. Because I know for if you go on like a, a website to buy foundation and there's 40 different shades. And they're all labeled like, oh, one, cool toned, oh, two, warm toned. And you're just, I don't know what I am. So we have a really great article we can put in the podcast notes on finding your undertone. And I think that's really important. And we also have articles on uh, if you use eye makeup, like eyeshadows, which which um, colors complement based off of your eye color. Yeah. Yeah. And we also have posts about people with auburn hair that we'll drop in there too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, best eyeshadows to use if you have auburn hair or best foundations to use or I don't know, whatever. Um, But I do have to say that our finally have brows and finally have lashes line. Like Nay is a black redhead and she uses our finally have brows pencil pencil we have a universal red shade that we have created for all redheads to use because we wanted redheads to feel inclusive and the fact that she uses it and stephanie and i use it shows that it is truly universal red um it's not too much it's not too little so i do think that we are very cautious when we are developing a product that we are not just targeting one shade of red. We are very well Mm -hmm. aware that there's hundreds of shades of red and our product has to complement that. 
um, which is not an easy task when there have been no products on the market like that. So yeah, um, right, right. We're really proud of what we've done. So yeah, I think that when you have auburn hair, in my opinion, you have so many options because you really do. A lot is going to complement you. Yeah, like a lot of lip shades. Whereas like Stephanie and I really had to stick with cool dark undertones. But if you Mm -hmm. have auburn hair you can really rock a lot of different colors. Like you can really go out there and do a really cool you stuff. Re- yeah. And stay tuned for some um, lip products that are going to be launching in our line yeah, a little- for, for all for all redheads listening. Um, yes. So definitely um, want to help us spread the news about the How to Be a Redhead brand in this podcast. Please give us a five-star review and tell your friends, redheads, and everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to this podcast directly on our website, howtobearedhead.com on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes to find links with products mentioned from today's episode with Nay and so much more. Rock it like a redhead. Rock it like a redhead.